Welcome to another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, a podcast about movies. Today we got a very special Valentine's episode. I don't know why I'm talking like this, but it's all good. Queen and Slim came out November 27, 2019. The overview, a Tinder date goes completely 180 after a police officer pulls them over and the couple defend themselves against the officer. They are now forced to be on the run, and over the next few days, they go together and fall for each other. So the cast, uh, Daniel Kaluuya as Slim, Jody Turner-Smith as Queen, Bukim Woodbine as Uncle Earl, Flea, the drummer from Red Hot Chili Peppers, He's in this movie. I forgot. I, I didn't even know. He's slick connect, man. He's slick connect. I, I, I gotta give him his props. But yeah, he's in this movie as Mr. Shepherd. Um, Chloe Savini as Mrs. Shepherd. Sturgill Simpson as Police Officer Reed. India Moore as Goddess. Benito Martinez as Sheriff Edgar. Melanie Halfkenny as Naomi, and uh, Jahi Diallo Winston as Junior, oh, and Tom Gossam Jr. as Slim's father. So the budget of this film, $18 million. Box office, opening weekend, $11 million. Total gross in the U.S., $43 million. And worldwide gross of $47 million. So it definitely... Uh, made more than it's uh, made more than double the profit, so that's really good because this movie is extremely amazing. It's it's so beautiful, well detailed. I I, I love this movie, and I've seen this movie countless times. Uh, it's just a, it's just overall just a great, beautiful film. Reviews. So it got a seventy four on Metascore. Let's praise that right quick. Congratulations, Metascore. I love it, man. Definitely deserves a little bit higher, in my opinion. But, you know, they gave it a green score. And it's always good to have a green score from Metascore. So, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes with an audience score of 92. Look at this, man. Audience score never, rarely comes in short. Rarely comes in short. And here it does amazing. As usual. A couple of the reviews. Queen and Slim bowls you over with its powerful charge story. Not one to be missed. An excellent hard-hitting new film about race relations in America today. A thoroughly moral, uh, a thoroughly moral tale told with great flair. The whole film has this dreamy heady atmosphere, but despite all the things going on around it and all the things it's about, it is, at its heart, a love story. Effortlessly charismatic and oozing chemistry. This is a duo to die for. 
Queen and Slim tackles urgent, difficult subjects with bravery, care, and a generalized genre cool. But it triumphs because it shows you the personal toll beyond the, polit- the beyond the politics and how black lives brimming with potential can still turn on one fateful moment. That's the last review. My personal review. Um, I just love how this movie sucks me into this world of these two lovers that are on the run for defending themselves. Um, there's some really great, beautiful shots and in this movie, and I really also enjoyed uh, the voiceovers in certain scenes. Um, uh, for example, especially like one of the ones I'm talking about is when I think this is when Queen and Slim are on their second date. And while they're dancing, Queen talks about the type of guy she wants and how she wants him to hold her hand while she nurses her own scars. I thought that was like a like a very beautiful voiceover monologue, whatever it is. I just I love it. Uh, another thing that the movie does that I like is making Quinn and Slim form a relationship between each other and how they start to fall for one another until uh, until their disturbing, fateful end, which I like. I just hate so much, man. I, I That ending, man, that's a, that's a tough ending. Very bold ending, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. So overall... For this movie, I give it a, I give this movie a uh, nine out of ten. Uncle Uncle Earl's Catfish Awards. It has twelve wins and forty one nominations. At the twenty nineteen Florida Film Critics Circle Awards, Queen and Slim won for Best First Film, beating Booksmart, Honeyland, and The Last Black Man in San Francisco. At the 2020 BET Awards, Queen and Slim won for Best Movie, beating Dolomite Is My Name, Bad Boys for Life, Harriet, Just Mercy, and Homecoming, a film by Beyonce. And finally, at the 2020 Black Reel Awards, Queen and Slim, I've never seen this before. Well, I haven't covered a lot of movies yet, but so far, this is like the first movie I've seen where they enter on an awards show and just basically sweep up a good bit of categories. So at the 2020, um, let me get there, 2020 Black Black Reel Awards, they won for um, Outstanding Emerging Director, given to Melina Matsukas. Outstanding First Screenplay, Outstanding Cinematography, Outstanding Original Song, uh, and the song that, they, that, that won that is uh, Collide by Earth Gang and, T- I don't know how to say it, maybe Tiana Major 9. That song Collide, I, love, I like that song, boy. When we collide, it's a beautiful disaster. When I crash into you, you, you. Ugh. 
Anyway, boy, y'all, shoot, man, I know y'all, that's Cap. Y'all love my singing. Anyways, moving on, though, but we're going to move on. Yeah, yeah, so that's like the first time I've ever seen, I've ever seen a sweep up a good bit of categories, and rightfully so. Like I said, this movie is just a great, beautiful masterpiece, and, you know, um, they, they definitely did their thing, Lena Waithe and, uh, Melina Matsukas, they just, they really, uh, Shaq and Kobe this thing, you know, Mike, Michael and Scotty Pimpin this thing, so, they, they did, they were a nice duo that combined together, and I hope they work together, I hope they work together, uh, together again real soon, because I want to see what else is in the future for these two. So, next category is what makes it stand out so what makes this movie stand out um the score of this film and the soundtrack are both great um another thing that stands out is that their names are never really said in the movie so that definitely stands out it's, it's only said until like the very end when um spoiler alert go ahead and skip like 15 seconds but um, they, uh, well, they, they, they die at the end of the film and, you know, the news report comes out and the news report says their names. So that's the only time you ever hear their names ever said. Another thing that stands out are like the subtle moments that are in this frantic getaway, you know, there, those moments are great. Um. Like when Queen teaches Slim how to ride a horse or when they go to like a hole in the wall joint for the second date to listen to like live music and dance and be in a safe haven. So I like those little subtle moments like that. Or even when like they're what in Florida getting close to like their like they're getting close to their destination and Queen, you know, uh Puts her body out out of the car window, you know, enjoying the enjoying the breeze, and and wants uh, Slim to do the same thing. So, yeah, those were great. Those are those are great moments, and they um actually help the movie stand out a lot. To in my opinion, you know, first time watching this, I saw this in theaters twice actually, and um, I actually and then and then I actually bought the movie. So. Have it on Blu-ray and DVD. That combo with the uh, with the uh, uh, digital version, so I can watch. So I have really just three copies of it. And I don't know, like when I saw this in theaters, even I mean, not not as much now because I'm like I, I get myself anticipated for the ending, but. When I saw this in theaters twice, um, both times my heart was racing, and I just had this gut feeling that something bad was going to happen. And of course, you know, it just—it just—I—I I, I was hoping that I was wrong, and I wasn't. So, but yeah, um, it was still a great experience. I still love watching it in theaters. Um, I still would have went twice if I can go back and do it again. And I, like I said, I just. I don't know how many times I kept saying this over and over, but you're going to hear me say it a lot. But I love this movie. This is just 
a great movie and it's so powerful and it has like a bunch of meanings behind it. Tales from the script. Um, now this, I, I have to, I had to do a little bit, dig a little bit deeper for this because this was really interesting. But the first tale I have is that um, director Melina Matsukas uh, complained about how the members of the HFPA, the Hollywood Forum Press Association, didn't go to any of the screen of the three screeners that they organized. This meant that the movie didn't get a nomination to the Golden Globes. And that's really dirty. That's really fucked up. Because it definitely deserved to be nominated. Uh, I had to look up, I had to look at the uh at the Golden Globes of the other movies that were nominated. So I would have put this movie in the in the cause they have drama, musical, comedy. So this is obviously a drama. So the nominees for drama are 1917, The Irishman, Joker, Marriage Story, and The Two Popes. Now, call me crazy, but I enjoyed, I, I saw The Joker, I saw The Irishman, I saw 1917, Marriage Story, I haven't seen The Two Popes, but I I, I enjoyed this movie more than I, than I enjoyed Joker, so I definitely would have nominated this movie in there, um. I enjoyed this movie more than Marriage Story. I enjoyed this movie more than Two Popes. So I, I definitely would have put it in there, at least as a nominee. You know? Um, I can't I can't put this movie over The Irishman or 1917. My boy, Martin Scorsese, got to fuck with him through the good times and the bad times. So I definitely can't do that. And then I, I, and then I enjoyed 1917 more than I enjoyed Queen of Slim. Maybe it's because my military background and I used to be in the Navy and everything. So maybe that's the reason why, but definitely still deserve to be a, a nonetheless still deserve to be a, a nominee in this category. 1917 won for best drama, by the way. So um, then there's also best performance in a motion picture for drama. And Renee Zellweger won for Judy as Judy Garland. Other nominees were Cynthia uh, Erivo as Harriet uh, for Harriet and Harriet Summit. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Uh, Cerise Ronan as uh, for Little Woman. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. I I love uh, Jody Turner Smith. A performance in this and I definitely would have in my opinion I would have gave her best performance in a motion picture she would have took that no lie I mean like like and no no argument about it neither I mean what is this her first film and she just killed it like she <clears throat> sorry about that she just took this show over for me man like this, she stole the whole movie and yeah she just she did her thing she did her thing murdered it no pun intended but just stole the whole show 
Like every time she was on the, every time she was on the screen, she just blew her way out of competition. And I think she should have been not only nominated, but won that category. She did her thing. But yeah, isn't that just messed up, man? I mean, we we still dealing with bullshit today. And it's not and it, and it shouldn't be a surprise, but you know, it is it's very sad and disturbing and fucked up. But anyways, moving on to the next one. Director Melina Matsukas and writer Lena Waite both wanted to choose the opening slash meeting of the characters in Cleveland because it was one of the last stops of the Underground Railroad in the 1800s. Lena would go on to say in an interview with uh, OprahMag.com saying, I've always seen this kind of as a uh, reverse slave escape narrative. They're kind of on a journey on the Underground Railroad, the modern day Underground Railroad. So, pretty interesting. I, I that was uh, some really good creative writing right there. Director Melina Masukas explained the meaning of the movie title, saying. All of us women are queens, and Slim is obviously a name that black men are called quite frequently, and we wanted our community to see themselves reflected in these characters. Queen and Slim's real names are Ernest Hines and Angela Johnson. Those names are dedicated to notable 1960s uh, Black Panther member uh, Angela Davis. I couldn't start. I'm sorry, but I tried to look hard. I didn't know. I couldn't find out about uh, the meaning behind Ernest or who was the member Ernest was, unless it was some, unless it was something I missed, which I feel like I probably did. But yeah, director Melina Masuka's explained the sex scene slash riot scene as its importance, as it's important the release of their anxiety. And the violence of the protests happen together because it illustrates how black people have always found moments of joy amid the darkest of struggles. So for those of you that have seen the movie, you need to go ahead and watch that immediately. But during this scene, um, I believe they are in Savannah, Georgia, and visiting and they're visiting a queen's mom's grave. And there, they um. She basically she she basically tells, I think like they have they have like a real close intimate moment, and then, you know, they start to have sex. And during this time, there's a riot going on, and there's a there's a, like a teenage boy they met, at this, uh, while they're getting the car fixed, and during that time. He um he goes to a riot. Like they, they get the car fixed, he leaves, and then they go to this riot and he's trying well not even a riot. I don't know why I say riot. Well, it says riot in here, but it's really like a protest. So they're at this protest for Queen and Slam, let it saying, let them go, let them go. And things start to get bad. He pulls out a gun and then um 
shoots a police officer. And like all this is going on. This is like a back and forth. So they're having sex and then they go to the protest and they come back and they go back to the protest. So it keeps going back and forth like that. And that was really interesting. And I'm glad I know the, the importance of that scene now from the director. According to the writer, the divergent worldviews of the two protagonists were based on the differences between Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And finally, this is Melina Matsuka's first featured film. I think she was really known for making music videos, you know, short films, but yeah, first feature film, and she did amazing, spectacular. Coming up, things I would change about this film. So, the things that I would change about this film, only thing I really have is the ending. You know, the the original ending, you know, it's it's very bold and powerful and it's actually real and I think that's what they're going for reality but you know me personally I would have loved to see them made it to Cuba and have a happy ending I like both times this happened when I when I remember when I watched this in theaters twice both times um I actually saw a couple of people get up and leave as soon as Queen was shot like they didn't care what happened I think they knew what was going to happen but yeah, man, I, like I said, that ending is just crazy. This ending was just crazy. Yeah, man, I, but I just would have had a happy ending. Me, personally, why not? You know, we deserve to have a happy ending, at least for these two. You know, they 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 went through so much. What, Queen jumped out of a window, break, like, popping her shoulder out of place. Um Having a hot, like they both, they both were like on a run nonstop. Uh, Queen was forced to actually face her demons and face her demons or face her fears with, uh, by going to Louisiana to see her uncle Earl who killed her mom, um, by having to go to her mom's grave site. Um, so she faces her demons in a lot of ways. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think about what Slim did. I'm not saying Slim didn't do anything, but you know he did. He he was being strong for her too, because he said that when they were like when they were sleeping in um at Uncle Earl's place, he was saying that I'll be strong for the both of us. So he so he was being strong for her, being caring for her. Um, trying to get her to have fun and loosen up a little bit because of these last moments together by by going on the second date, um, by making her te- by making her have uh, this fun little moment of teaching him how to ride a horse. So he was like, he was he actually gave her like good breathing moments as well. So they both deserved. To be happy in Cuba together, man. Why? I just wanted to see that. Why can't we see that? 
top five. So, for one, I got Uncle Oral, um, played by uh, Bukim Woodbine, and I enjoyed his. I enjoyed his Uncle Earl. I, I truly did. Uh, he was a good uh, comedy break in the film. He had like this weird ass accent going on. I don't know. Like I love that shit. That he Uncle Earl was just hilarious to me. Um, and for those of you that don't know, Uncle Earl is a uh, Queen's uncle in the film, and he lives in Louisiana, so. After they defended themselves against this police officer, um, they both talk to each other. And she says, I, have, I got an uncle in Louisiana that could help us out. So they go down there. Um, he lets them stay at their place for two days. I feel like he's like a pimp. And he, uh, I, he fought overseas. He fought in a war overseas. And... Um, He's dealing with a lot, man. You know, he he had to deal with all with that experience, and then he also had to deal with the um, with him accidentally killing his sister, um, Queen's mom, and yeah, he's just he's just a very broke down person. But at the same time, he's just like a at least in this movie, like a good comedy break. Him and the um him and the guy that accidentally hit with a car. But anyways, um, Uncle Earl helps him out, lets him stay at his place, gives him money, and then gives them one of his favorite cars, the 1973 Pontiac Catalina. And he tries to do a good deed for them. So yeah, Uncle Earl in my top five. Number two, I gotta give it to Queen. Um... Jodie Foster's character, uh, Jodie Foster, Jodie Turner Smith's character. Sorry about that. Um, like I said, but like I said, she just anybody she's acting against in this in this movie in any scene, she wipes them off the screen. Like she has such a strong, controlling, powerful character in this film, and. The first thing I think about when this movie is is her, is her performance. Her performance is great. I love it. Got to give it to her. Number three, the soundtrack, man. Um, you know, you got Collide. My my top three songs on there is Collide is uh, Yo Love, Collide, and um, what is it? I think it's uh, I can't remember, but it's a Sid song on there. And yeah, soundtrack is amazing. If you haven't if you haven't got a chance to listen to it, please do. It's really good. Number four, I have the uh, second date scene. And during the scene, you know they um they I think no they're still in Louisiana. And I think this is after they leave. I think this is like after they leave and after they, after they leave their uncle. 
I want to say, before or after. But anyways, they're, they're in Louisiana doing this date. Um, he's like, I'm taking you on a second date. And they have this little conversation. He's saying, what, what would you let me take you to a second date? And then she says, no, I won't let you take me to a second date. Don't take it personal. I just like my alone. alone. I, like, I just like being alone, something like that. And um, I'm just paraphrasing that part. But pretty much they go on the second date and they go inside and they dance and they listen to live music. And then uh, Slim finds out that <clears throat> that they've been that they've been made, and that he has nothing to worry about because he's in this safe haven place. And um, he tells he informs Queen this. Queen freaks out a little bit, but he's like, "No, I think we're good." And they end up just having a great time, dancing, listening to live music. Um, this is this is a. Slim's first time drinking, so yeah, just a great, just a great scene overall. A great second date overall. And my number five, I have the uh, nineteen seventy three Pontiac Catalina. I love old cars, man. Especially, uh, I love old vintage cars, especially when they're used in movies. So I gotta give it to this. And it was a convertible, a, a convertible top. Man, I love convertible top cars. So that this definitely wins it, gets in my top five easily. Does it deserve a sequel? I mean, the ending speaks for itself, really. Maybe it could have been a sequel if they did live. Um, and like they're living in Cuba now and somehow they, they break up, but then uh what Slim finds out they're being chased down by an FBI agent in Cuba, so he rushes back to her and they get back together and they escape again. So maybe a sequel like that could have happened if they would have lived, but who knows? Hollywood shuffle time. So normally I try to focus on uh, recasting in today's age but I made a new rule any movie that was made 2015 and above or unless I feel like casually making like a 2010s plus movie um, I will, I'm gonna just throw it back and put it like in the 90s or in the 80s or even early 2000s so in this case I'm going to take it back to the 90s. And for Slim, I have Omar Epps. And for Queen, I have uh, Naomi Campbell, the the very popular, beautiful model of the 90s. Just, uh, I would have paid it a lot more. I would have paid a, a lot of money for, for her to take some acting classes and learn, and learn from the best so she can kill her performance too. Just like Jodie Turner Smith killed her performance. So yeah, that's what I would have done. Throw it back to the '90s. Omar Epps and Naomi Campbell. So yeah, before I end the show, I just want to say, if you have a significant other, I hope you enjoy your Valentine's Day with them. But treat them, treat. Every, 
treat every moment, every second, every minute, whatever. Treat treat it every day as if it was a Valentine's Day. Shower them with love and affection. Show up to like their location, whether it's school or at work or whatever. Show up and randomly surprise them with, with flowers or gifts or whatever. Continue to love and respect and trust them. If you are going through something with them, you know, we all, we all go through those times when you're in a relationship. Work it out and come together on a common ground. Communication and trust is everything. So please, please, please enjoy your day with one another. I hope it works out for the both of y'all. I hope both of y'all end up happy together and in love every single day. And that doesn't go, and that doesn't go away for y'all. Not to my single people out there. <laughs> Bums? No, nah, I'm kidding. I'm saying on myself too. I just want to say, sometimes we question things like, why are we alone right now? Why are we single? Or sometimes even question what went wrong in my last relationship or anything like that. Like, was it a waste of time? The question... And that's all I got a lot too. Um, I asked that a lot myself too. Was it a waste of time? And the answer is no. It's, it wasn't a waste of time. Me personally, I question sometimes. Well, what 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 went wrong in my last relationship? I'll I'll, I'll gladly admit that because I was head for heels over this girl. Um, I would literally do anything for her to make her happy and to love her. And I know at times I was like a very controlling person and. I was even childish and selfish and gave her ultimatums. And during that process, I, I learned that about myself during our relationship. And I was like, you know what? I got to stop doing that. So I decided to change and I did that change. But sometimes some people don't see that, see that you change and it's hard. It's hard to overcome that. So, you know, it's, it's crazy how that happens sometimes. But it's just a pro- it's just part of the process. And then I would ask myself, is it a waste of time? And the answer is no, it's never a waste of time. People come into your life and they come into your life for a reason. I was there in her life to help her, just like I needed her during times of my life when I when I was uh when I felt lost. You know, from from her, I was able to learn a lot. And she taught me about a lot of things about myself too. And then I started to realize I learned to cherish and enjoy the people I have in my life and how they have influenced my own molding of my persona. I strongly believe that the right person will come at the right moment of your life. You just have to be you just really have to step back and look at the whole picture. Look at yourself. Look what you can work on on yourself because there's always something you can work on. There's always something you can work on. And just stay strong. And just really just focus on yourself. Your own personal growth will attract the right person. I strongly believe that. The last thing I want to say is to my future 
wife, Mrs. Duran Mendoza. Baby, come on. Come on, get me out of this free agency. I need you to sign me to that max contract life deal. I'm tired of being a free agent. Wherever you are, even if you're listening, just know that I will do everything in my power to make sure that you are happy, that you are loved, and that I will always put you onto some good-ass movies. Okay, we're going we gonna to watch all the good ones just for you. I honestly can't wait to cook for you, clean for you, to fold clothes for you. I want to fold clothes with banana and some almond milk. Uh, I want to randomly take you out on dates. I want to go on trips with you. And I promise to always have a good time with you. Ohio State, the Ohio State football games come on on Saturdays. And my Cleveland Browns come on on Sundays. But for you, I will gladly miss them to give you all of my attention and to do whatever you want to do. So, folks, that's it. That's the show. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I just hope you have a great Valentine's Day with your significant other or even with your family, you know. Spend a great day with them. Show them how much you love and care for them. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.